Hi everybody, uh, welcome to all the Performance Lab fans and let me thank you again Francesco, uh, Francesco Huzzolin that is with me and the host, uh, the guest of today, uh, Francesco, uh, a sports scientist, physiotherapist, a big experience in football clubs, uh, 14 years, right, in Barcelona, right now is in Manchester City, so what can I say? I'm, as always, honored to be here. This is the first episode of uh, 2021. Francesco, if you want to add something or we can leave the word to Francesco. No, I just want to say that I'm so excited to have Francesco with us uh, at this uh, episode. And I think we are starting the new year in the best way. And uh, I'm just telling a story. We are following Francesca from the last year. <laughs> so <laughs> it took us a lot of time, you know, to have this, uh, this episode. But, uh, you know, uh, Francesca is worth uh, uh, spending time, is worth uh, waiting, you know. So also because the topic, in my opinion, is absolutely uh, tailor-made from Francesca. So we're going to speak about, uh, um, let's say, uh, injury. Injuries uh, strategies. So the title that uh, we we gave to this episode is injury protection strategies. So is a reality or like the legend of the phoenix? Uh, because uh, you know, Francesca, like you said, uh, like you did mention, has worked in a high level organization: Barcelona, New York City, now Manchester City. So like professional, let's say, fitness coach or strength conditioning coach, we cannot just start thinking about uh, uh, training our athletes. I think all of us, we got our first goal is, that is try to help the organization in, in playing games and performing at the highest level from the longest period. So injury uh, prevention strategy, if you want to use this definition, uh, it's not, uh, uh, let's say, a topic that we can uh, uh, sideline, you know, it's a topic that we have to take in a strong consideration. So uh, what do you think, Francesca? How is your approach to injury prevention uh, uh, strategy? Uh, if you like this definition or you want to use uh, your own definition on uh, explaining uh, uh, this kind of meaning. First of all, Thank you for having me here. That's 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 the most important thing. Uh, as I said to you a few minutes ago, this this project uh, it talks about you, Francesco, a lot. Thank you so much. And and when you called me, I was honored. And and part of my success, uh, if I can say that, it's because I'm always uh, ready to learn. And this this talk was a oh. Uh, Francesco is going to ask me something, but I can ask also to Francesco. <laughs> and I've been in many talks with you and with, with our friends, Julio Calleja. Yeah, yeah, with all the so friends around the world. That, that's, not, that's number one, to be ready to listen and learn from any single person that is in our in a organization. As you said, it seems now injury prevention is not, is not uh, a good word. I would like to say minimizing injury risk or, or protecting players, or whatever you say, but it's part of the game. Somebody say it's part of the game, the injuries. Of, of course, if you are not working, if you are not playing, if you are not doing your best, probably you're not going to get injured. But yeah, we also seems that when we study the sport, we know that 
some injuries happen, different sports, different injuries. So maybe we can do, we can apply strategies to protect the players, to minimize this injury risk. And yeah, we try to do our best. But let me tell you something. When, when I was in Barcelona, and it was not my first year, my first season with Pep Guardiola, it was 2007, 2008, with Lorenzo Buenaventura, with Francisco, with Paco Cirulo, with Aurelio Timira, great coaches, top sports science uh, people. We tried to do our best, and we were the team with less injury ratio of the teams that were playing in Europe, uh, European Champions League. Three seasons later, we were the worst team, not in the middle. So the first and the worst. And at that moment, you say, hey, first train, training sessions, same strategies, same everything. And sometimes you can be the best and be the worst. Uh, that's difficult to understand. And then say, hey, we need to to focus, to need to learn more, to, we need to, to learn from every single side, anatomy, physiology, and the things. What about the eccentric workout? What about the stretching? Try to apply the best strategies possible. Yeah, you know, you, you brought a great example. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny because it happened to me too, as well. And uh, what I'm thinking is uh, you, you cannot oversell yourself. So, so so what I'm finding now that many coaches are putting a lot of attention on a few things. In my opinion, like you say, minimizing injuries or having a, you know a, an injury-oriented uh, um, strategy, it's, uh, in my mind, an holistic approach. There are so many things that you have to take under consideration to be probably effective. It doesn't mean that you'll be mathematically effective. You will be effective uh, for sure. So first, don't oversell yourself because it uh, can happen that you have an average age of your players at the highest that, that, that in the past. You can have a few players that are bringing uh, few problems. You have a huge amount of games. You can change a differently uh, way of practicing because you have changed coach. So there are so many variables that can influence the injury ratio that you cannot be sure that making few different exercises before your practice can reduce completely the, the number of injuries. But like you say, having a, a, a huge attention, a big focus, or everything can be controlled from the organization. So once again, I don't like at all speaking about injuries prevention because it means that you are focused on uh, the last part of the process, when the injury happened, okay? I, I, I didn't see, also probably is my, my fault, I didn't see on scientific literature something that can assure 100% that making some kind of exercises can prevent some specific injuries. Doesn't exist so far. So it's a strategy. So the way you check your players, the way you evaluate your players, the way you share information with your coaches or your organizations is a, a huge work, it's a management, you know, so is the is a huge work with the team and around the team. So anything you can bring, you know, uh, that can give you one more detail is well accepted, but don't put all your money on a few exercises because if you oversell yourself, you know, and something happened, the delusion will be higher.
this is my 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 thoughts. I don't know if you agree or not. Hundred percent. And you saying exercises. What about if we say one exercise? Let's say that that the most injured muscle in many sports is hamstring. If we say Nordic hamstring is the exercise, how we can say that? If a polyarticular muscle, even with one movement, is going to be difficult that you reproduce the function of this muscle. So sometimes we can talk about movements or exercises. Yeah, for some muscle, let's say. But at the end, is all is going around. And understanding, and, and let's say that today, what I think is fatigue is key. Previous injury, of course, age, of course, we cannot move that. We cannot play around if you get or not the first injury, but fatigue, let's say we can control for that. Uh, and today we have devices that give us information about what is this player doing during the week, during the training sessions and during the match. So we can not protect, we can play around that. And maybe, you know, in New York, it was a kind of dream in my position because I was in charge of medical performance nutrition stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, in, in medical department, who is the boss who makes the diagnostic is the doctor. And of course, the sports science is the, 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 the guy of, of, of performance and, and training. And of course, the nutrition is that. But many times, little details, as you said, it doesn't arrive or, or run between departments. Why? Because if a player say today, the doctors a little bit overload but it's not an injury. So mm -hmm. maybe the physiotherapist is not going to report because it's not an injury. So, but if this information runs between departments and today we have a task that is crossing and finishing, this guy, we are going to protect this guy said, hey, today you are not going to cross because you're a doctor. It's not an issue. It's not an, uh, uh, an injury, but we are going to protect to overtrain these muscles and little details maybe protect this week, this player. And, and that's why someone, and with our friend uh, Igor Jukic, mm -hmm. that have this view of, of, of their organizations, how has to manage. I'm 100% Creating a system, you know, creating a system where all the people are working and knowing, you know, from, from each other. That's very uh, important. And, and let me tell you another thing. I get impressed when I when I arrive in uh, here in Manchester, and I was talking with with Alessandro, which is the difference with FC Barcelona, Manchester City, are big clubs, best players, uh, trying to get best titles, so fighting for everything. One of the things that I get impressed is is the staff in Manchester. Mm -hmm. Wow, crazy! Two doctors, two nutritionists, seven physiotherapists, five physical trainers. Ever wow. in my life. I thought in, in FC Barcelona we were the, the most. Four physical trainers. No, here five. Say, so, wow, it's difficult to manage that. Yeah. Who select the team was a master. The people here, the welcome that they gave to me, it was impressive. Wow. Really nice people, not big egos. Everybody, good talent, believing in the knowledge, but going to put all together. I'm going to tell you, I think it's it's... Uh, an information that it's close to the ideal. Every single day, a meeting, two hours before training, medical staff, sports science staff, they present what is happening with the players. Somebody 
wants to say something about the player? Anybody heard something about any player? So we share information there. Mm -hmm. And then we have other meetings if we need it. But important, the team, when we, when we talk about that. How are you going to run in a good strategies if the team is not working together? How important in, is in a team of sports? Sometimes track and field, we say, is an individual sport with many people around that is working in team sports. And sometimes team sports is people that is not working as a team. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's yeah. key. That's key. Got the I'm right people. About, sorry, I'm speaking about uh, having a team outside the, the field and a team on the field. If you're not building two teams that are working together, you know, sooner or later you're going to have some problems. But you was mentioning very important part that is, uh, in my opinion, uh, trying to uh, quantify uh, fatigue because we know players are different. In, uh, in football, you know, you have a key player that are playing a lot of games that are being also uh, stressed differently. But uh, it's not just a question of, uh, of uh, training load. It's also a question of managing um, fatigue for players that are not practicing so much. So let's, let's bring another example. Let's speak about basketball, for example. Basketball, you know, you have a few players that are playing many minutes, a lot of minutes, and some players are just coming back from... Uh, coming out from the bench or you have a, like a, you know some players that are just playing a few minutes at the end like prospects that are just part of the team but they have no many minutes the way you can manage you know the turnover between players inside the season when you're playing a lot of games but also you are practicing a lot because basketball for example is a it's a, it's a sport where you have to prepare the offense, you have to prepare the defense, and you try live. You, you cannot just, uh, let's say, uh, make a, like a dryland training, you know. You got to really live to force yourself. So the key is uh, having instruments that could be technology, but not just technology. Because technology can quantify uh, some efforts, but sharing information from the therapist, manual assessment, from the talk, diagnostic, uh, from, uh, I don't know, if you are uh, uh, controlling quality of sleep, if you are controlling the uh, anatomous nervous system, uh, if you are not controlling uh, HRV, I don't know, anything that you have inside your uh, method can provide some information that can be easily shared to take a proper decision. And to go to the coach to speak about, okay, in my opinion, today should be a light day for this player, but this player has to work differently because uh, he didn't practice well in the last three, four weeks. So if we need some minutes, he has to be ready. So balancing load is, is important. And you can make, if you have a method, if you create procedures. So what you was mentioning before, team stuff, where people can uh, um, feel involved, can feel themselves that are part, are, are a living part, are an important part of the project is fundamental. Mm -hmm. Because we have different experience, we have different view, we have different perspectives. And when we share the, these perspectives, we learn from each other. Mm -hmm. And at the end, the choice is always the better. Mm -hmm. Agree. And a step back, when you build the team, when you have to choose the players, then if the seasons are like the Premier, that you are playing sometimes, okay, basketball and soccer is different in terms of physiological recovery needs. 
So you need then two players per position, at least, because if not, and when the schedule is not once per week or once every four days, uh, there is a good thing. The players that are lucky enough to play, they are well trained because the biggest stimulus, the best training is the match day. So those players are lucky. And you are only worried about recovery processes. Every time is more important recovery process. What about those players that they are not lucky enough to play minutes? You have to do a good training the day after the match, let's say. But what about when the, when the match days is like Sunday and Tuesday in soccer? Hey, they are not ready. And then uh, Tuesday and, and Saturday. And the key players, those that play more minutes, they don't have time to recover. So you need a good squad. You need to choose the right players because the long season, you are going to need every single player. Absolutely. And you have to try to equal. And now I realize we are thinking and investing more here in strategies for recovery <laughs> than sometimes for training because yeah. recovery uh, it's part of the key process. I mean, you have to think the day after the match how we are going to do to recovery. Pool, ice, uh, whatever. And now with the COVID, the, 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 some of the systems are not uh, possible to, uh, to apply to the players. Huh? But that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, I mean, when, when let's say, uh, around high performance, we move a lot of money. They move a lot of money. But now if we, if we think in protect the player, we should do a schedules and, and, and with more logical approach. And in basketball and in, in, in all, all the sports, it's, it seems that it's not going that way. So then we have to, to take into account fatigue. It's key. Uh, if not, the injuries never happen at the end of first half and the second half. If, if it happened that way, it means when the systems are ready to get tired, the things, uh, the risk is higher. So. Yeah, I want, I want to be clear also with our, uh, let's say, listeners that uh, I mean, we are speaking with, uh, with Francesc, we are speaking about the top professional organizations. But when we speak about the system, this kind of mentality can be applied at any level. You know, I did start working with the uh, uh, minors league, with the no professional players, but... Uh, like you say, there is always a coach, there is always a players, there is always a doctor, a therapist. So also few persons that has this kind of approach can apply a method at any level. So it, it doesn't mean that you have to be uh, in, a, in a high level organization to start having uh, or bringing this kind of mentality. This mentality of sharing knowledge, sharing information and taking uh, under consideration, you know, different, uh, uh, different the aspects of being a player or being competitive for a season can be applied at any level. I don't know if you agree uh, about that. I'm agree. I'm agree. Absolutely agree. I mean, details are important and details are important in any structure, in any situation. And you can, of course, when you are 10 people, you can do more little things than when you are one, but, but details are, are, are key. Another thing, Francesco, that I would like to, to, to approach that the, in the last years of my career, I accept every time better and better. It's like inter-individual differences between players. So it seems that we all have a nose to eyes and to ears. But 
I had a conference maybe five years ago or six years ago with a professor that was talking about the knee. Mm -hmm. And he was doing like, that's the knee, that's the ligament, that's the coronoideus with the meniscus. But, but some people don't have one coronoideus, have three. And some others can. And when you start seeing the inter-individual differences between origin and insertion, you accept that some people has more penation in the muscles, yes. some people has more uh, white fibers that, that red fibers. So also accept the inter-individuality. Some players need to rest. Or for example, yes. the day after the match, they feel good coming to the facility and 48 hours, they, there's good rest. And if you give rest some players, they arrive much worse at the facility. And oh. we have to accept that. So we have to read and see what is the best for every single player. You have a strategy, but then we need to apply modifications. Absolutely. I like to make an example. It's like Google Maps, you know. You try to decide to move yourself from point A from point B, and after you start driving. But you know which kind of traffic you want to find down the street. So you can build, theoretically, a method, a system, but just when you are starting, you know, moving yourself down the street, you can exactly understand which is the right way to reach for, to move yourself from point A from point B. So we're going to have create our Google Maps, but but we gotta be humble to take the proper decision in something. Some information can give us other ideas. You know, can uh, give us some doubts about the effectiveness of our uh, proposals or not. Mm -hmm. Agree. And one example that, that that I was living is when I started in Barcelona. When I start because I start with the, the coach Frank Reicher, but then when Guardiola arrived, I went him with uh, at the third division. And it was it the, the the first with the first team, but for me working with him, if you know Pep Guardiola, you you already know that he's someone special, really special. And he told me, "You are not coming with me, staying at the first team." I said, "Yes, yes, I'm coming." It was for me the opportunity to to get in the staff, and then when when we come back, we start with the strength. Uh, that's another thing that when when in some conference I I show. Xavi, Iniesta, Piqué, Puyol, how they work the strength, people say, oh, but we thought that tiki-taka touching the ball, they don't, did, don't do too much. And they do. But one mistake, I don't know if it's a mistake, but one thing that now I'm not doing the same way that I did is, for example, when I say, hey, strength is, is important, a squat is important exercise, and every single player is going to do the squats. Okay. And all of them, they did. And it was quite good. But now I accept that, no, some players don't like it. Some mm. players feel not don't good. Yeah. And for pubis or for groin pain or whatever. So you have to, hey, I want to do this exercise. Always we have, the, let's say, the good professionals, we always have an option for the player. You don't feel good? Even when we think in, in uh, eccentric uh, exercise for the hamstring. You mm. don't like one movement? Doesn't matter. We have another movement to yeah. reproduce what we want. And we have to, to be more specific with the players. Because another thing, uh, Francesco, when we talk about minimizing injury risk, if we apply an exercise that the player doesn't feel comfortable, you are not going to do every seven, ten days. Absolutely. It's impossible. You are going to lose the player. So you have to... It does not mean that you are going to do what the player wants. No, no. I'm saying that we have to do something that everyone is going to feel comfortable. Yeah. And it's going to be effective then. 
Yeah, you got to find a compromise. I want to quote our friend Julio Calleca when he's speaking about uh, personal jacket. You know, he likes so much speaking about you have to create for your players a personal jacket. If you're not ready to accept some compromises, you know, anything that can be theoretically affected doesn't work in your field. So that's something that uh, we can build with, uh, with experience. Uh, let's try to, for a second, to go straight uh, on, uh, on some uh, practical issues. You know, like I, like I was mentioning about the title, no, uh, uh, there are many, let's say, legends about uh, injury preventions, mm -hmm. and, uh, and like the legend of the Phoenix, all ends with beginnings. You know, I've seen so many procedures in the past that were bringing some ideas. Example: We have to, to apply stretching. Uh, we gotta use a myofascial release. Uh, you mentioned uh, Nordic hamstring. Okay, if you do Nordic hamstring on on uh, some uh, uh, weekly basically, uh, basically with your uh, players, you're gonna reduce some hamstring problems, or uh, I don't know some others. You know, uh, in your experience, which are the let's say uh, practical procedures uh, uh, that you uh, was using in the past that you are not using anymore? so much now uh, what do you think about the future what the future is bringing like like attention uh, to the uh, let's say to the sport performance world about uh, uh, having a strategy to reduce to minimize some injuries so about what you are left from the from the past and what you are looking uh, right now for the future in your experience what a question, Francesco. <laughs> let me let me let me explain you that I'm the kind of guy now that uh, let, let let me put an example. On the 60s, bodybuilders were the guys that can lead a, a fitness gym because they show that they were strength enough. So they can show you how to do it. Mm -hmm. At that moment, I was studying, not at, 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 at the 60s, but at the 80s, yeah. at the end of the 80s. But my, my body was not the body to go in a, in a fitness gym and to, to get the authority, to get the leadership, because I was too thin. So, but at that moment, it was, if you want to show health, you must be a strength. Some years later, at the end of 60s, 70s, uh, Kenneth Cooper, the doctor Kenneth Cooper said, no, no to get fit, to show fitness, to show health and well-being, you need to do cardiovascular. So not, not any more strength, just cardiovascular. And sometimes in life it happened that way. One thing is amazing, and when I arrive another one, this thing, it doesn't work. And then the fitness arrive and say, no, no, it's not about the strength or cardiovascular or stretching. It's the strength, cardiovascular or stretching. So for me, now that complex systems in a sport arrive and everything has to be non-lineal and complexity and for me it's a, a sometimes i need analytic when i don't have a vastus medialis i can work analytically and then put in a functional in a and i can work in a non-lineal system if you want but i'm not the guy also that the last thing that is arriving is the best and the other ones no i try to analyze the things and the tools so for me a good professional has a backpack with many, with many tools, uh, tools. tools and with many techniques. So yeah. then you say Pilaris is good or bad. If you apply 
a yoga session in a soccer player, medium higher level of, of yoga, the day after the, the, the player cannot move, move. too much stretch. But if you got three stretching of yoga, can be amazing. So it's time five minutes. So answering your question is so I'm not the guy saying stretching yes or not. No, stretching is good. What we know now that when we are doing a stretching, we are not doing a stretching because we want to improve flexibility, because we want to put the muscle in the just say recovery muscle, put the, the actin and myosin and, and put the, the, the components of the muscle in the in the rest position, let's say. So today, if I have to answer your question and say what is the future, what I like to use many tools. Again, some people, for example, when we talk about this electrostimulation, I'm not, I'm not talking about electrostimulation now to, to, to recover or to reduce, but some people doesn't like electrostimulation. Or now blood flow restriction is a good strategy for, for... So, for example, basketball players, and you have more experience than me. I understand that if a people is really big with a good level levels, with a damage in the knee, blood flow restriction can help because with low load, you, you keep your strength. So it's good for him. I'll tell you one, one story about this. Yeah. I use electrostimulation with one player that I'm not uh, naming, you know, for his privacy. We won the EuroLeague that year. That player has some cartilage problem. He couldn't make any kind of strength exercise, just, uh, just electrostimulation. It was an alternative, you know, but he was able to practice and to play 80 games a season. So, like you say, if you got the experience and you have many ingredients, you can choose what you need. But, you know, you got to have this kind of experience. Yeah. And yeah. I like your approach because it's my same approach. I'm sorry for, for, for our listeners because we are on the same page in, in many things, probably because we are not young anymore. So we have a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, kilometers in our car. So we can describe uh, the landscape. Uh, you have to try everything. I'm not discussing. I'm not criticizing. I just want to be sure that that method, that system, that exercise can fit for my players in yeah. the system. Mm -hmm. So I'm not excluding anything. I, I want to have uh, all the tools in my training box. You know, in my training box, you can find uh, everything. But at the end, I'm the one that is deciding. Myself, the staff, people working with me, we're going to decide which is the proper exercise for that player in that moment, because it's also important to change opinion, to try different things. Yeah. You know, you cannot decide this is good for you. Mm -hmm. You got to see if it's really good for you and, and to, 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 to have this kind of, uh, of, uh, of uh, confirmation, you got to try. Mm -hmm. so nothing is written before. Yeah, but, but trying to answer in the, the, the topic that we're uh, talking today, sometimes we talk about Food, of course, yeah, but supplementation. Let's let's go to the to the beginning. What is really really important if we think in recovery, in prevention, lifestyle. So rest, hydration, and food, it's key. Oh no, yeah, but everybody knows that. No, yeah, yeah, but that's key. Sometimes you want to put supplementation and strategies and exercises, but the people is not sleeping. Come on. So we need first that 
that's why an Ayurveda aphorism that I love it, that say, <laughs> when diet is bad, medicine doesn't work. When diet is good, medicine is not necessary. So that, that's, that's really good in terms Absolutely. of saying, okay, it is. It is. supplementation it is. is an extra. Yeah. First, are you eating properly? Are you resting properly? The, the pyramid. The, 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 that, the that's the pyramid. Game. But sometimes we forget that eh, because we are so so focused in details, and then we yeah. we, we are we are losing the essential. And and those that are listening today, that they have not a nutritionist, and the, hey, the basic things, if we can control, and, and we are not saying that the people cannot enjoy and go out after a match and winning, and we are not saying that. We are saying that. What is your way of life? your style of life and for a professional player when somebody wants to become a really a good player we need to control that and that will be the first step we are close to to the end just uh, i wanna i wanna uh, use you for the last question that uh, that uh, i would like to to share with you um which is your idea about training camp let me <coughs> let me go deeply inside details and why I'm asking you this. Because right now we are talking about two approaches. Uh, above all, with teams that are playing many games, you know, there is one approach that say, you know what, don't work too much in a, in a pre-season because uh, players start having fatigue and, uh, and it will be a long season and it's not necessary. So this is an approach <coughs> that, sorry, that is spending, you know, this kind of uh, idea on training camp. Other coaches, you know, say, no, I need a long training camp. I want to create a system and I want to stay with my players as much as possible because when the season going to start, you know, you have no time, you know, to train so much. So for me, training camp is the key for the whole season. So in your experience, think also about, uh, like you say, you know, season uh, uh, very lucky for uh, injuries ratio or a season unlucky. What was paying you off? Uh, Better, you know, a long training camp and and a, a short training camp. Which is your 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 strategy about that? Let's. Uh, uh, how I'm gonna say that without without saying proper? I mean, I want to say properly. Quarantine, virus, pandemic, was good to show that when the people is in rest and they need to compete and move. The percentage of injuries, it's today in, 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 in Premier, it's 44% higher in muscle injuries. Also in, in a Spanish league, La Liga. I heard that. I heard that. In, in many sports. It means it, it, it's good for our profession. When you are not well trained, fatigue becomes sooner. That's my theory. So you get, get a, a higher uh, ratio of injuries. So no training is not good. This season, Manchester City, for the first time in his life and, and our staff in our life, the precision was 10 days. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy because the Champions League, they finished quarantine 10 days precision. And we are uh, 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 now Sorry. during the precision, it seems, uh, during the season. So for me, depend on the sport, where I'm moving four weeks, maximum six, it's good enough. But as Julio, we, we talk about Julio Calleja, Julio Calleja lit an article that said, sauce, be careful with the precisions. The third day of the precision or the fourth day during the precision, 
people is doing friendly matches that are not friendly anymore. When Real Madrid is playing again Manchester United, that's not yeah. a friendly match. And it's in the third day, the, the preseason. Yeah. So many things happen, but I agree with you. I mean, we need a preparation period. Then, when this period has finished, let me tell you, because uh, of course there are many people that is doing right things, but one of the things that I that I think uh, the coach Pep Guardiola did amazing because he was a player and he realized he, dis- he, 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 uh, he didn't like to stay two days in the hotels before the match. And it has happened on the, on the past. Now we are moving as, as late as possible to arrive to the match. So sometimes you finish the match and you come back home. Then we have the, the schedule. Eh? If you arrive later than 3 a.m., maybe better you stay at the hotel or, or, or whatever. No? But, yeah, reducing the period that you stay with the hotels, that you are not doing nothing good, better to stay with the families, to be happy with, with your friends and, and just spending the minimum time necessary to think, to prepare the match. During the preseason in soccer, for me, four, six weeks maximum. No, I'm, you know, you're, you're bringing some numbers on the table that uh, find me absolutely uh, agree. Uh, I'm not a big fan of long training camp because, like you say, they are uh, exhausting for players, not just physically, but also mentally. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and sometimes, you know, happened to me that uh, my team have no time, like you say, because national team players were coming late. And, and so we did decide to start uh, after, you know, couple of weeks uh, later than the other teams and uh, you gotta recognize that uh, we are not speaking about a training camp anymore in my opinion we gotta speak about uh, like a formation period so training camp is not just uh, before official games but you gotta have a system that is covering the first part of the season where players are building up a conditioning are building up you know a shape that can cover the whole season so the best approach is for sure taking care about your body during summertime if you have a time off, you know, but reducing, like you say, the amount of time of working like a team, it means that you have professional players, you know, players that are really committed to be professional, like you say, uh, taking care about the lifestyle, taking care about the recovery. They are young, uh, uh, let's say, people. So it's normal that some of t- sometimes they are going outside the path, but they got to know, they got to have the education to recognize when they are jumping off the bed and we are jumping on the bed. So uh, once in a while is, uh, is natural, is, uh, is worth having, but recognizing, you know, that to be professional, you got to take, uh, take care about yourself. And for this reason, you take care about your business. Mm-hmm. So... This is what, uh, what I think about. Alessandro, if you want to uh, close with uh, Francesc, if you have a question for him, you know, it, it's so great uh, uh, talking with him that we can uh, spend hours together, but uh, we, we, we have fixed uh, a kind of uh, amount of time that could be, uh, could be perfect for, uh, for this episode. So uh, once yeah. again, Francesc, thank you so much. It was a great, great pleasure to have you uh, at this episode and hopefully our listeners will appreciate your let's say honest approach and your and bringing your huge experience to our uh, podcast oh, thank you francesco alessandro 
<laughs> no, uh, we we we've we've taken uh, we we we've passed through many arguments, and I I think adding questions, adding things will will be great, but but it's not the 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 argument of the podcast. I, I just have a curiosity. You can just uh, answering me in few in few words. Um, about injury prevention um, and educational program of um, of Barcelona. You know, Barcelona has uh, an educational program for um, for strength coaches. And uh, what we uh, what we learn, what what the what they say about uh, not not only uh, strength development but uh, injury prevention is. Uh, the using of uh, is inertial. I, I think it's in English is inertial, is inertial machine. What do you think about this method? We say there is not an exercise, there is not a method, there is a complex of. But what do you think about this way of strength developing and reducing uh, the risk of injury with this? Well, uh, I like it, first of all, but be careful when we read articles because if we read about Nordic hamstring, all the articles from 20 years ago is saying amazing, amazing, amazing. Mm. But then we, we have to say people like it uh, and, and, and injuries happen also. So when somebody say to me Nordic hamstring, I say, is it, it is it a good exercise? I'm, I'm not going to criticize Nordic hamstring. I'm saying that we need to complement. And, and when I have, if we look what is interesting of, 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 of prevention is strength and eccentric. And if that if that's work, then it doesn't matter what we are doing. We, we, can, we can do different movements. Isoinertial is, is for me a good step on, of, the, of the chain of the things that you have to provide to the player because it's uh, sometimes not analytic. We are looking this tool more for a functional training. So inter uh uh muscular chain of muscles that are gonna work because simulate more a functional movement so for me yes i believe it's working if we think that there is an eccentric workout in in this in this kind of tools be careful what when we talk about iso inertial one one thing is a cone and yes. another thing is the the yeah. flywheel yeah, is also concentric workout. So sometimes you have to think the strategy to, to help in the concentric because it's becoming more eccentric when we are looking for eccentric workout. It's a great tool. I'm not saying you only need to work that way. It's a great tool. And I put, uh, when I'm thinking now, we are not going to talk, we, we have no more time, but for example, in a hamstring, I don't like to talk about protocol, guidelines, mm -hmm. so approaches. I always put one of uh, one exercise in, in this kind of technology. Okay. An important thing, most of the players love it. So yeah. it's good to keep fidelization of the players in this kind of systems. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, well, okay, Francesc. Uh, Francesco ja, uh, well, already has thank you, but I want to do it uh, another time. Thanks to be here. Thanks to Francesco, as you told at the beginning. This podcast has a lot of Francesco, and we are really happy to go on with this uh, with this adventure with him and with uh, with a guest as you. So, uh, if you want to say hello to our fans, um, we we can close this podcast. Thank you, Francesco, to be here.
Thank you. Who, who has to say hello? Well, you to our fans, if you want, or we can close. <laughs> no, let me tell your fans that, do you know what I moved from Barcelona? Uh, I don't know if now is the time to say, but, but honestly, when I analyze why I was moving, I had an agreement there, but I, I moved for experiences. And what I left, what I live in, in, in New York was amazing. What I'm living in, in Manchester is amazing. This podcast for me, it's my first experience in that. <laughs> it's my first experience, and I'm looking for experience in my life. And sometimes you are learning when you are explaining things yourself because you are putting in your mind. So thank you for that. And, and it's a pleasure always to share uh, experiences with, with people like you guys. Thank you for having me today here. And, and have a nice quarantine and a nice pandemic. Let's hope that this summer everybody's enjoying a deserved vacations yeah. absolutely a big hug uh, all the best for the next part of the season i hope to see you soon live with our friends okay, okay. Yeah. take care of yourself so much. Bye -bye. Okay. Have a good night. Bye.